the living geek. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica here on the Night of the Living Geeks Network. We are going to wrap up our discussion and review of Dark Eyes, but we got a whole bunch of Who News. At, but before all of that, I'd like to welcome in my good friend, Taylor. Taylor, how's it going? Oh, brother, I tell you, it, um, I'm good, but I'm tired. It has been a busy weekend. I hear that. Uh, five-year-old's, five-year-old's birthday party yesterday was uh, pretty crazy. Echo is now five years old, and uh, oh. uh, then she had a dance recital today, of which she had a small part, but I guess it was their year-end review at Extreme Force Dance Company. What? Uh, with an act. I'm not kidding you. This this sounds like it should be a wrestling federation. That sounds um, like it, But yeah. it literally is X. Extreme, not ex extreme force that's amazing dance company uh but it was it, it was good They're, they've got some great dancers and stuff and it was it was cool to see echo up on like a big proper stage in a big theater that's cool yeah uh, so it's been a busy day busy weekend how about yourself uh i'm uh doing all right i had a little um dental surgery on friday afternoon yeah here i am i i feel pretty good um all things considering, I had a tooth pulled. Is is what what happened? Your, your cosplay as a crazy old coot miner is a little bit more accurate. <laughs> well, it's a back tooth, so it's not really visible. Oh. Yeah. So uh, my fantastic smile is somewhat still intact. <laughs> but, but yeah, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Uh, the recovery has been a little eh because I can't really eat anything too. They on the list it says you can just you can eat everything except these things and I looked at all the things and I went oh, okay that makes sense and then the last one was spicy foods and I got really sad oh so I have to um I guess I have to wait a week because I have another appointment next Friday and he's gonna take a look at it and see if everything's kosher and good so no spicy food for a week that's that's rough dude I uh, yeah I'm I'm pretty sad. I'm pretty because I, no, I I just found this great Mexican spot and I really wanted to go there. You know what? It's going to be so much better once everything's done and you're like, okay, I'm really going to go savor this. Oh yes, definitely. I uh, the first thing <laughs> I got after I had I had the the tooth pulled was I went to um this frozen yogurt place and they have Dole Whip like legit Dole Whip now and uh, that made me feel a little better. Because it's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so now that we're all we're, we're here, we can speak properly and don't have cotton in our mouths. We have a, we have a bunch of who news. We have a whole bunch of who news. We have a ton of who news, like a metric ton. Yes. T-O-N-N-E of who news. I don't know what happened in the past two weeks, but it was a lot. Yeah, it was a it was a whole bunch. Um, what, This first one here is very, very interesting and apparently was it's. I talked to some people, and they were like, yeah, we knew this, but I had no idea. I didn't either. That was completely news to me. Um, there, there's been a couple of stories, and I've got a, I've got a link to one of them, where the, there, there was almost a, a black doctor cast. Yeah. So it, it, it sounds as though um, uh, this, this particular actor, who we don't know exactly who it is, but there are some decent guesses out there was offered the role. Uh, he turned it down and then it was offered to Matt Smith, uh, for the 11th doctor. Yeah. Very interesting. It is. And, and there's the, 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 the good money, let's put it is, is bet on an actor named Chiwetel Ijefor. Cause all I really remember him from was from the movie Serenity. Ah, but you okay. didn't see Firefly. So you probably haven't seen Serenity. No, <laughs> he was in Serenity. That's actually when I learned to pronounce his name because it's not just looking at it a very easy name to pronounce. Yes, it's it's you got to it's a couple of takes there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So that's that's very interesting. I I think it's even more interesting that 
the actor, whoever it may be, turned it down. I think that's even more interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, for whatever reason, it, it may not be a, a turn it down because, oh, I don't like Doctor Who or whatever. It, it may just be like, you know, hey, I've got this project coming up in six months and I'd love to do it, but the schedules are going to conflict. Yeah, that could be it. I didn't even think about that. But there you go. We'll put the article up in the show notes. Um, very, very interesting. So, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, maybe, you know, hopefully down the road we will see. Yes. Uh, let's say an actor of color take the role, which I think would be really exciting. Yes. Agreed. I believe that would be very, very good. Um, this next note, let's see. Peter Capaldi has revealed season 10 filming will start on June 17th. Hey, that's right around now. (laughs) And, uh, he said it while he was at the Dallas comic con, a lot of stuff came out of the Dallas comic con. If I remember, I I think so. I mean, you, you might be up on a few other, uh, uh, bits of news for other fandoms coming out of there. But it did seem like Dallas was a pretty exciting uh, uh, venue this year. I know Phoenix also had their Comic-Con recently, um, but I don't really know of any news that came out of there per se. Yeah, so um, that's, yes, that is excellent news. So we're a week away from filming. Excellent. Mm -hmm. So wait, would that mean that they've already started, they've already filmed the Christmas special? I, I don't, well... Yeah, I mean, I guess if you literally said that season 10, yeah. do you count the Christmas special as the beginning of the next season? See, it's weird. Sometimes in the DVDs, they'll count it as the, like, zero episode, and sometimes they'll count right. it as the last episode. So I'm not really sure about that. I, I guess I, I would just think that if they had filmed the Christmas special, that we would have heard about it. Yes. I. Oh, yeah. 100% we would have heard about it. So maybe they haven't. Hmm. No. A little tiny bucket just fell over. <laughs> I'm sure I don't have, mind. Me. I'm sure I have enough. I can edit that out. I'm pretty sure. It's fine if you leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> so this next note, a, a lot of interesting news. Yeah. Um, so I guess this is only befitting because we're doing a Paul McGann story right now. But he he recently talked about repri- reprising his role as the Eighth Doctor. Um, and I'm going to read it and hope I don't overwhelm the stream and lose our connection because <laughs> that happens sometimes. <laughs> uh, he says, we've all got a shelf life. It's not going to go on forever. I'm in the slightly unusual position, even from McCoy and Colin Baker in that with the eighth doctor, it feels like there's still a bit of potential. It feels like it ain't quite over. Often we're subject to rumors and ru- rumors are only ever rumors. But because I came back, to do the doctor it was all the proof these fans needed that there was still life in this thing i'm not that different it's only 20 years since we made the pilot and i'm younger than compaldi not by much but i am (laughs) what am i doing i'm not trying to talk myself into a job um i hope he's trying to talk himself into a job because uh we love paul mcgann and his on-screen roles though the the first one may have been a little meh the second one it, with his regeneration was great and just left me wanting a spinoff. And we deserve that, I feel. Absolutely. I, I wholeheartedly support that idea. I would love to see it. Now, this next one is... I, th- I thought it was a little bit of a clickbait thing. And, I mean, yeah. I guess there is some sort of... There is something to it. But I'm not sure. So apparently Clara might not be gone from Doctor Who. I guess there was a... They had like a sit-down interview recently. Was it like a Q&A? Yeah, there was a Q&A. And um, I don't remember if this was actually out of Dallas as well, now that I think about it. From what I remember. And it, of course, when people are talking at conventions, it really it all comes down to the wording of their answers. Yeah. And I think Capaldi had said that he had filmed something recently or was going to film something soon uh, with Jenna Coleman. Yes, that's it. It sounded like he had he was going to film something with and he said, I'm with Clara. He didn't say with Jenna Coleman. That's right. You're absolutely right. He did say that. Exactly. So um, I, I don't think so, that's really any that's like here or there. I think if it's Clara, it's 
going to be Jenna Coleman. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't think she's going to suddenly magically regenerate or something. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So very interesting. I, I I don't know. I'm sure it'll be like a flashback or something. It. I mean, it could even be something for class. True. Yeah. It could even be for class. I mean, we just don't know. It's left that open-ended. And, of course, it all, again, comes down to the wording. Yes, which we always have to take into account with when when they talk about Doctor Who. Totally. And I saw I saw this last note, if you'd like to uh, talk a little bit about this. The last or the second to last? Oh, the second to last note. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's okay. It's a short one, and it doesn't have a link. Um, but it's been reported that Mark uh, Mark Gatiss, uh, who wrote everyone's, I guess I really can't say favorite, um, I wouldn't dare say favorite, uh, episode from last season, Sleep No More, uh, is returning to write for Who in season 10, which uh, everybody's going, does this mean sequel to that story? And I'm going, please no. I really hope not. I really hope it's not a sequel. I, I think Mark G- Gaddis is a fine writer. He's written some fun stuff for Doctor Who. I just don't totally. I just don't think uh yeah. No sequel, please. Yeah. I, I really like it was great that they took a chance on it and tried to do something different for Doctor Who. I just I don't think it was very well executed and I I, I don't think we should revisit it. <laughs> I know there's story left to be told with it, but no, I don't want it. No, definitely not. Definitely not. So this uh, this last note is the we could be getting some Dalek help. Speaking of Daleks, which we will be talking a lot about. Yeah, exactly. This one popped up the other day, and I I, I had to read the whole thing the whole way through because it really was kind of fascinating. Um, uh, the the headline was something akin to uh, a, a Doctor Who Dalek is helping exterminate uh, antibiotic resistant superbugs. Uh, which actually is a, a growing concern uh, in in our world, uh, where we have lots of antibacterial everything, uh, is that the bacteria is then developing super strong, and we can't fight it anymore. Um, but basically, uh, the I don't remember if the BBC issued it or the um, uh, the UK's health system uh, basically commissioned a study. And had people basically swab their workspaces so they could kind of uh, categorize and get an understanding of, of, of all the bugs that, you know, people face in their day-to-day lives. And so uh, there is a Dalek down in the BBC lobby. And so somebody swabbed it. And uh, it's cool because they've got a picture of somebody like literally swabbing the lens of the eye stock. Yeah, the I, saw, I saw that picture. Yeah. And I, I guess on the Dalek itself, they found like four new um, or, or four kind of like moderately, you know, changed new uh, bacteria that they are now studying. And I was just like, huh. okay, that's crazy. That there's four. I mean, one. Yeah. Okay, sure. Four had me thinking, you know what? I think we're getting some Dalek DNA. Oh, no. And all of it. <laughs> which we will talk about more in depth in a little bit here. Right? Very, but very it was a fascinating article, so there you go. That will also be in the show notes. Um, so yeah, check that out. That's that is frightening and interesting. <laughs> yeah, right. So the conclusion of Dark Eyes X and the Daleks, starring Paul McGann as the Doctor, Ruth Bradley as Molly O'Sullivan. Peter Egan as Straxus and Toby Jones as Cortis. It was written and directed by Nicholas Briggs and I guess also stars Nicholas Briggs as the voice of the Daleks. That's true. It was originally re- released November 10th, 2012. And um, we I'll just do the story notes. There aren't really any no- notes that wouldn't spoil the entire story. So um, there you go. You're going to have to stick with us. I tried. I really, I looked through TARDIS Wiki and I, any notes that they have for it are, are paltry at best. And I'm like, oh, there's the, oh no, that would give something away. Yeah. Oh, there's, oh no, that would give this away. I got nothing for you, folks. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. That, that would have, um, what happens in this story would have definitely been spoiled in that. But you do have one of your world famous synopsis for us. So if you will. 
I do. Yeah. So, um, you know, last time I said things got increasingly strange as the doctor was trying to get Molly back to uh, Gallifrey. Well, things continue to get even stranger um, as the doctor and Molly finally kind of unravel this whole onion like mystery layer upon layer of timey, wimey um mystery that uh explains why molly is so gosh darn important to this <laughs> whole story we got a lot to talk about here we we do and it's it's all kind of chaotic this whole story is yeah it's um it's a lot a, it's a lot to take in but uh the beginning as you say here in your first note was very very short it's just totally very very short straight to the point and into that fun intro music and we we join molly and the doctor on the tardis and they're talking about the sacrifice straxus has made mm-hmm. and straxus according to the doctor didn't seem like the sort of person who would make a sac that kind of sacrifice for others kind of call him that last time yeah so was it special yeah. Yeah. So he's a little weary of Straxus, and uh, let me tell you, we get a bunch of S names in the first like four minutes of this episode. We have Straxus. Do we? Have? We have um, Shangor or Shang- uh, The planet Strangor. Yeah. There's no H in it. Actually, it's just S R. But it kind of sounds like there's an H in there. I think that's why I put the H in there on my notes. Shangor, yeah. so I would say it correctly. Oh, and gotcha. um, who's the other one? Uh, Sandon. Uh, Sandon. So we have three S names. That's a whole lot of S's, folks. Yeah. Uh, Shrangor is the planet that Straxus threw himself off the mountain, you know, twice. So they're back on there with, um, what did we call him last time? Yeah, Watto. I called called him Watto. He's apparently, he's a farmer. Oh, and what a farmer he is. Indeed. (laughs) So he's just, he's like, hey, uh... I talked. I was talking to somebody like forty minutes ago. It was strange. They were kind of. They came in a thing kind of like that. And he's like, "Yeah, he threw himself off the mountain. Do you want to go look?" And he's like, "Yeah, we'll take the long way down." <laughs> right. There's also a lot of time things. There's a time ring that I believe Sandon ties himself to the. What well, it was a very timey wimey term. He just comes ripping through space. Yeah. And uh, he tied his time ring to, like, the TARDIS's destination or something. I don't know. Sci-fi, people. Yeah, exactly. Take your, take your disbelief, suspend it for a while. And, um, yeah. And before he dies, he tells us he's, um, the doctor's like, all right, you're going to regenerate. Have you done it before? And he's like, nah, I'm not going to because um, can't, we can't regenerate on this planet. And Yeah. That's very puzzling, and he keeps talking about a weapon, and he eventually dies. And I was just wondering, couldn't they have just put him in the TARDIS? Well, yeah, you would think. I mean, the, the TARDIS is a separate dimension. Yeah, so you, so you would he figure you just throw him in there. wouldn't be on anymore. Yeah. But I, apparently, this was all according to a plan. Of course it was. Because Straxus is like a triple agent or something. I'm not sure. He's a triple agent, a quadruple agent. I don't know what's going on, but um, I, I got to admit, though, I really like Peter Egan's voice. Yes, I do too. He has a fantastic I voice. Listening to Straxus talk. Yes, <laughs> and it gets even uh, towards the end of this uh, this audio. It gets even. It's even cooler when he starts yelling. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> And uh, the, the Molly and the Doctor are kind of walking around. Oh, and this whole time she keep he keeps calling her Dark Eyes, and she does not like it at all. Like she's no. not happy about it. He's cruising for a bruising over it. Yeah, we will get to that. <laughs> <laughs> and we come across this. I guess they're trying to make their way down the mountain. They come across these people, and they go up to them. And I believe this is when we meet uh, Nadian. Nadian? I, 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 uh, yeah, Nadian is how I've heard it pronounced. Nadian. And Nadian's like, hey, what, what's going on? <laughs> and they're like, hey. <laughs> oh, they say, did the masters send you? Oh, yes, right, 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 yes. And every, like, it, it sounds like a good number of people are surrounding them and just kind of, as soon as they say the Daleks, they all, like, shudder. 
and they're like, oh no, yeah. you know. I just love the way that he pronounces things, like how he pronounces Ireland, I er land. Yes. <laughs> you should go back there. <laughs> and as soon as they find out, they're like, no, we're kind of hiding from the Daleks. They're like, all right, you can hang out here. But stop saying their name, basically. Yes. Because I think they at least believe that if you say Daleks, they'll show up. Yeah, that's definitely how it seems. Like, it's like a Dark Man kind of thing. Or the Candy Man, not Dark Man. The Candy Man. The Candy Man. Uh, Remember that? It just reminds me. I do. I do. It also reminds me of an old Seventh Doctor story. Oh, well, well, we'll maybe we'll have to watch that when we come back around. It, it's It's a pretty bonkers one, but it's worth it. It's a good one. And this is, <laughs> I wrote this note because um, he mentions her dark eyes again. And he goes like, no, your eyes are like literally darker than anyone's eyes I've ever seen from Earth. Yep. And I wrote the, I wrote the, the note, um, how much darker can these eyes be? None, none more dark. Pretty much. <laughs> and that's, it's it's kind of funny because, I mean, you know me, I listen to a lot of paranormal stuff and conspiracy stuff, and I always hear tales of something called the black-eyed kids. Uh, Ooh. And there's some, oh, yeah, there are some pretty creepy stories. I mean, the gist of it basically is that, you know, someone either, be it, you know, waiting in a car or maybe you're at home and there's a knock on the door and there's these, you know, couple of kids there and they're like, hey, we need to... Um, you know, call my mom. Can I come inside? You know, there's this whole idea of can I come inside? Can I can I have entrance to your uh, world, basically? And you get a look at their eyes, and they're just like, you know, guitarist from Limp Zip, Limp Biscuit type black. <laughs> Wes Borland eyes. <laughs> uh, thank you, Wes Borland. That's his name. That's his name. I couldn't remember it. Um, but yeah, totally dark eyes and really creepy stories about that kind of stuff. But so yeah, this like whole idea of, yep, your eyes actually couldn't be any possibly darker. And that's all I'm thinking of at this point. And it's not what she is, but no, no, it's still... not. I just Googled black eyed children. And w oh, <laughs> the first uh -huh. note is witness. I let black eyed kids inside. Now I'm dying. <laughs> God. That's from January this year, folks. So be on the lookout. Um. Well, let's be glad you didn't Google image search then. I just hit the image search. You just hit the. Uh, nothing. Uh, it, the internet is slow. So. Okay. Hopefully that does well, not affect you know, us. John, the only thing that you could have done to make it worse is said, "What could possibly go wrong?" Oh yes, and I I don't think I said that. You said no. it though. Uh oh. I didn't say it, but I said it in the context of don't you dare say it. <laughs> I won't say it. So the doctor okay, and Molly, it. I they I, they're they're kind of trying to travel to find the Daleks, basically. And yeah. they're going down this like cavernous thing. Molly falls. <laughs> Boy does she. She falls down a really, really large hole and the doctor is just very, very, very sad and upset about it. We he is, and, and, and again, we get this feeling as they're kind of going down into this, you know, cavernous area, I'm assuming, inside this mountain. He's, he's still incredibly tired of the Daleks, and there's this idea of, because I feel like there was this dialogue at this point of, like, you know, either he's going exactly where, uh, you know, the, the, the powers that be want him to go, but yeah. then he says something like, oh, no, 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 I... I was able to reroute this, that, and the other thing, and we've gone back to this point. Well, is, is that where the doctor really wanted to go, or is he still playing into the hand of uh, the yeah. powers that be? And, of course, I, I think at this point, Molly, before she fell, was hitting something or someone, and I kind of wondered if we have our next Duggan uh, in this, because she does like punching. Oh, yeah. Does she punch, does, does she punch the doctor? Or, she does punch the doctor uh, oh, this, that's, again, but I think that uh, was later yeah. in the story. I don't, I don't remember what was right here though. I almost feel like she punched him again, but I can't remember. She probably did, but she does fall, yes. and I go, "Oops, she fell." She fell very, 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 very far and very fast. And the doctor, I, I it almost seems like it was some sort of an avalanche kind of thing. I'm not really sure because the doctor, he seems like very out of breath. When uh, Nadine pulls him up and he tells him what happened, 
and he says perhaps it's for the better and the doctor's like it is not better <laughs> right like, there's nothing better about this this is not good and I, at this point i'm i'm starting to question because of last episode i'm starting to question this guy cuz he's asking so many questions mm-hmm. he's asking a lot of questions but then he goes you know what i i think he lost his daughter and he's like, you seem like a good dude. I want to help you. So he offers to help the doctor. And he and the doctor travel back down to find the Daleks. And hopefully maybe Molly, who it turns out is still falling. Yes. Toward the Daleks. She's falling. And we hear Toby Jones. And he says, oh, we should probably save her. Because if, if <laughs> they do like some weird machine scan, they have so many machines down here. There's a lot of tech down there, yes. for sure. There's at least... I'm I'm probably missing... I have, like, two written down, and I'm probably missing at least two more. <laughs> he says, I want Molly safe, because she has some retrogenical stuff. <laughs> is that what it is? Hang on, Re- that's, no, that sounds... It's not retrogenical? No, retrogenitor. No, it's not retrogenical. What do it's I... It's retrogenitor. Retrogenitor? Like progenit- yeah, genitor. Retrogenitor. Retrogenitor. Like progenitor. Oh, okay. Like this, but this is retro oh. backward. Okay. Probing forward. Sorry, I took Latin in high school. <laughs> Let's just have a whole dissertation here, shall we? No. Let's do it. No, so yeah. she's okay. she's falling down the hole and Toby Jones is like, Hey, I need Molly safe because they did a scan on her and she had some sort of retrogenitor retrogenitor energy. So they use one of their many, many machines and bring her down to safety. And we have this whole thing where Toby Jones basically says, he keeps saying you're ripe. And it's like very creepy and I don't like it. Is that God that is the most creepy thing when a villain is like, you're just ripe. Yes. Retrogenitor particles. And I'm like, okay, that. uh, No, no. Ooh. Retrogenitor. <laughs> Ripe. Ugh. Gross. Gross, Toby Jones. Very gross. You're gross. Dude. They also have the space-time projector down there, which I think is full of bad Dalek PowerPoints. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so the the Doctor and Nadine, they traveled down, and we apparently the Doctor was going to make a joke about the Dalek base smelling funny. Oh, yeah. Right, right. That was... A little odd. Apparent. Uh, that's a reference I don't get, because it almost seemed well, like uh, I, as the uh, listener, was supposed to get it, and I didn't get it. I, I I didn't get it either. I don't remember there actually being a like short of a Dalek being blown open. A, a reference as to Dalek smell. Yeah, or the base smelling. I don't. I don't recall that. Right. Who knows? And they find this space time projector, which apparently folds time, and also. It contains all of their terrible PowerPoints, as you've mentioned. Yep. I believe, oh, I believe before this, and we keep calling him Toby Jones, but let's call him Coatress. Yep. So let's let's continue on without calling him Toby Jones, even though Toby Jones is a great name, and why wouldn't you want to say it out loud all the time? Exactly. So he, you know, he says the whole thing about she's all ripe and stuff, which is just, as we've yep. said, creepy, and... They do something to her and just kind of go, well, out the front door you go. And Molly finds the doctor and Nadian, like, just finds them. And she punches the doctor, like, right in the face. Yes, totally. But not before we also learn that retrogenitor particles, energy, whatever you're going to call it, midichlorians. Wait, no, sorry. No, 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 not those. Um, (laughs) Definitely not those. Um, Affect eye color, apparently. Yes, apparently. Who who knew, right? I mean... So, West Borland, right? Limpus <laughs> oh, connection. Man. He had lots of retrogenitor particles in him. Retrogenitor he particles. He's So, he, he should just be much more than a guitarist is basically what it is, right? You would think so. And I think, you know, many, maybe a few dozen people had hopes for all of <laughs> Limpus to be that way. But alas. Oh, well. Oh, well. So I I feel like Kotris comes out at this point and is just he's just being very like oh yes doctor I know things and you don't know the things 
and the Daleks come out, and Molly's like, we got to get into the tardy box, which yes. is still my favorite. Totally. And they get into the TARDIS, and they travel away, and Molly is just like, they're following us because of me. Let's just get that out of the way. I should probably leave. And the doctor says, no, you're not going anywhere because you're my responsibility. And it, mm-hmm. his speech that he gives to her, kind of this whole little thing, it was very Eccleston-like to me. Just like... Yeah, I can see that. Just very possessive and fresh off of something terrible that happened to him. Mm-hmm. And is just like, no, I need to fix this. This is a thing I can fix. Yeah, Definitely. Um, and I want to make sure that we're actually in the same spot because I'm, I'm looking at my notes and I'm, I kind of feel like we've jumped over something because, you know, yeah, here come the Daleks and they, they like try to escape them. And all of a sudden, oh, hey, look, there's the TARDIS. And then I swear we get a scene where the, the, the Time Lords are like, oh, yes, we've moved his TARDIS so he can get to it because we're still manipulating things. I feel like we uh, have we have the scene between Straxus and uh, the Lord President, right? Yeah, and I think that's where we get a little bit of like, "Hey, I'm a quadruple agent or something." I <laughs> I can't remember exactly what it is, but I feel like he is. He's like, "You shouldn't be yeah. here," kind of right. Thing. And there there are a lot a lot of scene changes and a lot of very short scenes yes in this story so that that listeners is leading to a little bit of our confusion because i remember uh nadia also goes on the tardis with them and he has kind of this freak out moment and you know molly actually is the one to kind of like you know calm him down and be like look really there's a lot going on, and I understand you're freaked out, but you know what? Just run with it. Just, yes. just be in the moment. Don't fret. And I'm like, that is really zen of you, Molly, yes. uh, to be doing this. Um, she kind of calms so him that, down and sends him on his way, yeah. and he's just gone for a little while. Right. Yeah, and he actually he goes wandering around the TARDIS. Yes, he does. And um, he comes back. Oh, and we get um, mm-hmm. the time ram. They're going to time ram them. Instead of just uh, yeah. ramming them, Sounds... I don't know. Just weird. Yeah, it's it's ramming them with an added dimension involved. The so fourth dimension. It's time. It's... Uh... We also learned that Molly is also kind of the last of her kind in a way because all her siblings. Yes. Yeah. You know, and I totally glommed onto that as soon as I heard it. I was like, oh, here we go. There's there's that motif kind of playing out again. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, but we find out that all of her brothers and sisters died before the age of, like, five or something. Really young. And then she was the only one that survived. Yep. And uh, Nadine comes back and he's like, hey, um, things are, everything's exploding, but I found another TARDIS in here, in the TARDIS. And this is when the doctor yes. finds out he's like, okay, they're still messing with me. We have to get into, do they end up going into, oh, because the the original, tar, or the TARDIS they're in is like hollowed out. It has no defense. It has nothing. And they're just getting time rammed and the, everything's falling apart. Yeah, exactly. And it's, and he, he's going on, he's like, yeah, this is just, you know, I've made mods to my TARDIS. You know, I've put racing stripes on it or whatever. And <laughs> this one is like, bone stock yeah you know this is this is completely stripped down you know no air conditioning uh installed kind it's, of model it's got nothing and i feel like i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna make a prediction that our friend mike over the time scoop podcast is going to react to what i'm about to say and be like oh well duh dude it was this episode this story i swear we had a story it might have even been one that we reviewed, which is driving me nuts that I can't remember, where we had a TARDIS within a TARDIS. That we reviewed? Does that ring any I almost swear that it was one that we reviewed, where we had a TARDIS in a TARDIS. I'm going to say no. I'm, try- I'm trying to go down memory lane here, and I cannot think of anything off the top of my head that would be a TARDIS within a TARDIS. All right. I'm See, somebody out there in the world is going to either know this or know that it never happened and correct me on this, but I swear I have this memory and it was classic who 
where there was a story where there was a TARDIS parked inside the Doctor's TARDIS. I oh, oh, wait, hold on. Are you Googling? Uh, no, I'm not Googling it. I'm th- I'm thinking, uh, was it the one with the Ronnie? Was it? Because I, I, feel... I want to say, I almost want to say it was one of the Bakers. It was four or six. Oh, boy. I can't remember off the top of my head. Damn. Oh, right, wow. Someone's this yelling. Totally drug. Someone is yelling somebody at us. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's yelling right now. Good for you. <laughs> Thank you. I can't hear you. Tweet me. So they're, they're being time rammed. There's explosions everywhere. And. Yep. They get into his TARDIS, yes. Oh, no, Cortis is there. Cotris. Cortis. Yeah, Cotris Co- is there. They, they, what, what they're doing is they're traveling from uh, Srengor in the past to mm-hmm. Srengor in the, well, subjective future. It might be the present. I'm not sure which. To a later time on Srengor. Um, I think they actually land there, but then they go into... Uh, the actual TARDIS, which is in, you know, the... the in the hollowed-out, terrible TARDIS, yes. The base... I think he calls uh, it a base uh, model, right? I think so, yeah. So they... And they're strapped. Yes. They get in there, and this is... Man, oh boy. Things get yeah. real nutty. Uh, we, so oh, oh boy, I got lost. We have uh, Cotris and the time... Uh, oof, the Dalek time controller... With Molly right. and the Doctor. And then we have yeah. a separate... We're going back and forth between scenes. Then we have a separate scene with Straxus and uh, Nadion. Yes. And that that scene... The scenes between... Um, Nadion is us. Who, who he's basically like, so what's going on? Like, who is that? What is she? What's he doing? Like, that's basically... Uh, and they use that to answer all the questions almost. Uh, Straxus is just giving up knowledge as to what is going on with Molly, why the Daleks want her, and what... Oh, Cotris, who turns out to be X, who I think we gathered that from last time. We did, yes. And Cotris uh, wants to destroy the Time, Lord, Time Lords by making sure they never existed with whatever Molly is full of. Like he's using that yeah. as like a tethering point, and I liked the the phrasing of he wants to. Oh, and also I think use the doctor to corkscrew through time. I loved that yes. term. That um, was a great term. And de-evolve the time lords so they never existed. Right, right. We've at least got that much, and apparently, retrogenitor particles. We also learn here can be influenced. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, this this part their, was their positive negative charge can be tweaked or however you want to look at it. <laughs> yeah. So they're trying to they're just Molly's getting messed up because of this machine and they like turn it oh, on that's right. yeah. and she's getting that's all right. messed and, up and yeah. it ends up not working. Yeah. And th- these are two <laughs> scenes happening at once. So it doesn't work and we find out that it doesn't work. Because uh, Straxus says, because of all the time that Molly has spent with the Doctor, it's influenced them to not work. It's okay. So here is here's my take on it. Because obviously, as I'm listening to this, I'm I'm trying to also piece together what's going on. Because we've got layers upon layers. You know, we've got two sides trying to play the same thing against each other. Ultimately. I think. <laughs> so I think what Straxus points out is that, oh, no, retrogenitor particles can be influenced. And so what we've done is we've sent the doctor to find her so that they spend time together and that he positively influences the retrogenitor particles so they de-evolve the Daleks, and we're going to use their weapon against them, de-evolve them, so they never existed, we win, we do a party dance, and we spike the football. Yeah, mofos, or something like that. (laughs) Yes, basically. (laughs) And it's... it's, Yeah, I know. There's just a whole lot of stuff going on, and we find out that uh, Kotris was a Time Lord, but the, the Daleks... Or he asked the Daleks to change his DNA because he, yes. I don't know, he's just a jerk. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was actually disgusted with kind of Time Lord society. And they, they, they became very kind of hoity-toity. And um, even though they, they, for a very long time, had this non-intervention policy, that all broke down. And they started mucking with every little thing that they could. And, and you know, Kotris is very disgusted by that. He's like, nope, the Daleks, yeah, they're hip. They know what's going on. We need to make the universe of their image. Hey, guys. Mess with my DNA. Mess with my DNA. Give me some of those super bugs that they're trying to get rid of at the BBC or whatever. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> something is happening to the Daleks. They're getting all screwed up. This is when we find out that it's... It was all part of the plan, kind of, of someone's plan, not <laughs> there's so many plans. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and in here we also get, because the Doctor sees the Daleks weakening because of this, and he shouts something that, I, I have to admit, John, we haven't done an alternate title at all during Dark Eyes. It's hard because um, the titles are so long. It, no, it is. It's very difficult. I agree. But if we can fit this one in, he shouts, and I have it here all in caps, UNDILUTED TIME LORD FLAVOR! <laughs> yes. I. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, that will definitely go. That'll go. That really... I'm... Or it'll I hope that at is least the only time the doctor has ever shouted that. It'll at, at any least time for any reason. <laughs> it'll at least go in the description. That'll be like the that first was, thing. I will accept that. <laughs> <laughs> too too funny. And yeah. I mean, I feel like this is a plan you'd test out, right? Wouldn't you test this plan out first? It seems you, like a monumental you would think... wouldn't you test it on like a I don't know, somebody else before? I, well, I don't know, because obviously this, this stuff is supposed to corkscrew through time, as I feel like we're kind of corkscrewing through the story. Yes. Um, so, yeah, maybe if you test it out, it kind of makes it obvious to other uh, time-traveling species that, hey, you're mucking with things, and you're mucking with things in a big way. So maybe there isn't a chance to test it out. Maybe not. I guess. I guess not. I mean, just find, like, a weird fish and test it on the fish, <laughs> right? And then just see if the fish exists, and you're like, oh, it doesn't. All right, cool. Let's let's move forward with this plan. Well, it's it's funny because I feel like Straxus is, is at this point, you know, initiating total genocide. Like, yes. Like, beyond not just killing them all, but literally retroactively wiping them from history. That's, like, beyond genocide. And he's talking just so calmly. Mm-hmm. About he is just like at peace with it. Yeah, and the, <laughs> I think um, Nadion he's talking to Straxus, and I think at this point he's like, "Oh well, then Molly will be safe, right?" And he, right. Straxus is like, "Well, no, she's still gonna die." But, but and then Nadion just punches him right in the face. Yes, there was a lot of punching yes. going on. There was a lot of punching stuff, and I, and I think Nadia ultimately comes in and starts, you know, blowing Sheezy up. Well, uh, but not before we learn a he, very important connection. Yes, but he comes out and he's like, "Hey, this is this guy's plan. We, Molly, don't touch that thing. You're gonna die." Yes, right, right, right. Yes, and so Straxus comes out, and we have all of our characters are together, and this is when we find out the big reveal that. Oh, because I think the Daleks want, because um, Straxus wants to destroy the Daleks. If he yep. turns back on the machine, it'll destroy all the Daleks. And the Daleks want to exterminate him, but Kotra says no. Right. And it's like, why? Why does it matter? And it's because uh, Kotras is Straxus's future regeneration. Correct. And... That's a crazy reveal, and mm -hmm. it's basically oh man it when I guess when Kotris regenerated well into Kotris he was so ashamed of Straxus and how I don't know he just didn't like him and how what like you said what Time Lord society had become and stuff like that he was like yeah I don't yeah. want any of this so and they're arguing a whole bunch and 
Nadium's he's like, well, you know what? It's this is the end for me, and he grabs the. They describe it as like a giant orb kind of thing. Yeah, I, I had kind of had trouble visualizing it, but I yeah, I did my best. I just imagine like a giant bowling ball. Works for me. That's all I imagine. <laughs> my imagination <laughs> has not been very good over the past couple of days, but there you go. And he he dug and smashes it. He does. And he dies, but he dug and smashes, and that's always good. Always. And the... And it, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Well, the, the Daleks are slowly recovering, and everything's... The, the it is hitting the fan, and... It is. Molly and the doctor are like, okay, bye, and they leave, and Straxus and Cotris are still there, and the Daleks want to to exterminate Straxus because he is a coward and they ex- they they do so and thus I did like the effects on um Cotris's like fading away I guess yeah exactly exactly and and you know Straxus and Cot- I mean Cotris it's basically like being in a in a Mexican standoff with yourself yes and the Daleks they they choose even though it for whatever reason the Dalek time controller is going to still be able to remember all this along with the doctor and Molly. Um, he's like, look, I'm going to kill Straxus. It's going to totally wipe out all this work that we've done Yeah, to get to this point. But it's better than any alternative I've got right now. So zap. Yes. Hit the re- hit, basically hit the reset button. Yeah. So that, that ends Straxus, Cotris, and... The Daleks, part of the story, we're back with Molly and the Doctor and the TARDIS, and she still remembers them, which I guess she is, does. Yeah, she says she still remembers them, and it's kind of the Doctor's kind of puzzled, but I guess since she's traveled so much in time mm-hmm. or something, I you know wibbly wobbly. And um, totally. the the best part is her eyes are no longer dark. But did we did he actually tell us what color her eyes are? No, he absolutely does not. So Damn I, you. I, I just pretended that they were green because she's Irish. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Good enough for me. And yeah. I thought we would escape the letter writing. <laughs> to which, did you see my note? I'm like, oh, and I thought we'd escape the letter writing, and then I go, oh, we did. Oh no, wait, we didn't. Oh no, never mind. He's like, now, Molly, I feel like you have a letter to finish, and I was like, oh, jeez. So she starts to write it, and then she just, the TARDIS lands. I don't know where the doctor is. He's like, well, I better just go hang out somewhere else other than the TARDIS console, because we all know how much I love all the other rooms in the TARDIS. (laughs) So he leaves. He comes back. He's like, oh, we've landed. And Molly wasn't finishing the letter. She's writing a new one. Well, she probably finished that letter and then wrote a new one as well. You know, she just loves writing letters. So, yeah. so she basically says, "Hey, um, I'm gonna go back because if all that stuff's undone, then the per- the person I was caring for, she's still alive. So I'm gonna right. go hang out with her. Thanks for the ride. Bye." And then we get like a doctor speech, like, "Oh, Molly, there she goes to fight in her war on her planet." You know, just a whole big doctor <laughs> exactly. speech. And um, yeah, that's that's pretty much Off dark eyes. Go. Cue, cue close music. Cue the close music. I really, really enjoyed this a lot. I did too. It, it was it was neat to do a big finish story, uh, even though it's taken us three episodes to cover the whole thing. Yeah, uh, but it's it actually is it's a lot of content. I mean, it's basically four hours of of Doctor Who. Yes, I think because um, we didn't really decide that we we were just like oh we'll do the first part and then whatever. And then we kind of decided last minute, oh, let's just do all of them. I think the next time we come around to the eighth Doctor, we'll be a little more prepared and it'll probably only be two episodes. So next time on Podcastica and our tour through the Doctors, we will be... Go go ahead. I said, haven't heard that for a few weeks. Yeah, right. It's been, it's been a little while since we heard the uh, the reverb on my voice. Um, yeah, we are back on tour, baby. Woo! Yeah, we took a nice long stop, but now here we are again. So we will be watching 
which is a weird Yay. thing to say. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, actually. We will be watching Father's Day, starring Christopher Eccleston as the Doctor, Billy Piper as Rose Tyler, and basically every other member of the Tyler family, and also apparently a young Mickey, a young Rose. There's just young everyone, so we'll be watching that. It was, it was written by Paul Cornell and directed by Joe Ahern, and um, yeah, haven't watched any Eccleston in a while. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, me too. It has been it has been quite a while since I've watched any Chris Eccleston story. I'm I'm actually kind of getting excited just to be like, I won't have to make up the visuals myself. Yes, that is um that is most exciting for me. I think too, because <laughs> yeah, I think I take better notes that way. Though I think we did we did pretty all right in these last. I, th- four. I think we did. I think we did pretty good. But but I agree. I feel like I take better notes when I have the visual there for me yeah so is there is there anything else before i start plugging away here um i don't think so other than the fact that now both of my kids have sonic screwdrivers because echo got one for her birthday oh excellent so there you go yes they both they both have the tenant version i didn't want you know one to go oh well his sonic's cooler yes because i know how i would be it's a very good idea have one so good times you know you should do i actually have have the parts are they down here i don't know they have the make your own sonic screwdriver i got that for christmas uh i think last year maybe the year before actually and so i've got one built that is powered but then i've got the two empties ah yeah Um, which which is great if you want to look at it but they like making the noise so very true Yeah. yeah no i get it yeah Okay. All right, plug away. I will do so, sir. So you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search The Podcast. Look for either a cartoony drawing of us in a TARDIS or some Gallifreyan writing. Uh, You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Just search The Podcast. Look for that Gallifreyan writing. Give us a rate and review as well. Five stars, guys. Give us all the stars in the sky throughout time and space. That's a lot of stars, dude. I think I think they're up to the task, though. Uh, you, I think they can do it. Yes, you can follow me on Twitter at Team Hate, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at Apex Buddha. Huge shout out to the Y Axes; they do our music. You can check them out on theyaxes.bandcamp.com. They're also on Spotify, and all of their links will be in our show notes. Head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com and buy one of our awesome new Podcastica shirts. They are very, very great, and I think everyone should own one. Absolutely. <laughs> so join us again next time as we review Father's Day, and we will talk to you guys then. Bye. See ya.